Join us on our Galaxy-class starship as we head to Columbus, Ohio, the, this uh, December the USS, 2nd. USS Columbus. The USS Columbia? <laughs> oh, no, wait. Sorry. I was channeling the cage. There were no Galaxy-class starships back in the day. No, that's true. That was only in, uh, in, in Next Generation. And you don't know our 10th as well as... Oh, wait. That's not it either. Okay. What do they say? What do they say? These galaxy class starships. What is that ridiculous scene in Far Point where they're talking about the, you know, they're literally like I, I think it's I'm sharing the Bible by this new galaxy class starship. Okay, great. Good for you. How many times do they say galaxy quest in uh, galaxy? <laughs> How class? many times do they say galaxy quest? Galaxy class in, in Far Point, Darren. I don't know. I think uh maybe three times. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Yeah, they yeah. they want to really hammer it home because it's in the Bible. It's so they got to make it than, very clear. It's way bigger than the solar system class one. It's super bigger than the constellation <laughs> class. It's even bigger than the dreadnoughts. Okay, so uh, <laughs> the point of this, the point of this is that we, Darren Doctrine, Mark A. Altman, the Inglorious Trexperts, are going to be at GalaxyCon in Columbus, Ohio, December second through the fourth. You'll join be a, a, a wonderful romping weekend with us. Yes, yes. I, it's going to be great because uh, these are great conventions. Uh, Mike Broner and his team do a fantastic job. We're really excited uh, um, to, to be there. Um, we know that they're all about the fans, which is something that we found very attractive when we had the opportunity to go. Uh, and, and you can join us for live podcast recordings, interviews, meets and greets, special guests who will be attending the convention like Bill Shatner, Kevin. I have, I have in my notes, Kevin Sith. <laughs> <Who's that>? Kevin <laughs> Smith, <laughs> Jonathan Frakes, Brent Spiner, Terry Farrell, many others. Of course, and us. we would, and us. Well, of course, us. That's the most exciting of all. Your, we would your be honored favorite, if you would your join favorite, us. Favorite uh, wheeled scooter targets. Oh my God! I hope not. I hope not. I feel like they <laughs> they they set their sights on me. Like they've locked on. They've locked on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like when there's a phaser on on, on overload. Deflector is full intensity. Yeah. Yeah. But. Uh, but it's going to be great. We're really excited, and we hope you are too, and you'll join us in Columbus, Ohio, this December 2nd to the 4th at GalaxyCon. For more information or buy tickets, go to GalaxyCon.com today. Hey, before we uh, get to the exciting uh, new episode of Inglorious Trexperts, uh, I want to remind you, along with uh, Darren Dockerman, that yes. there is an all-new Deck 78 available right now. If so you're if you're not... not already a Trexperts Plus subscriber, you're missing the fun. And the Trekkication. I coined that word. That's a new word. Wow, it certainly is. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what this, uh, this podcast is all about. It's about Trekkication. You know, it's a combination of Star Trek and location and education. No, education. Education. <laughs> Trek and education. Because clearly people need to be educated about Star Trek because People really, they just don't know. They don't know. They, wow. they, they, they have all the, 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 the wrong thinking is punishable. <laughs> <laughs> right thinking will be as quickly rewarded with yes. Deck Seventy Eight. And that's why this week we're Inglorious Trexperts Gatekeepers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, that, uh, that's the that's the pilot episode of uh, Deck Seventy Eight. It's like it's like uh, uh, you know, never mind. And Darren, how do you find uh, Deck Seventy Eight? Well, I find it very good, but if you want to subscribe, uh, all you got to do is uh, go to trexpertsplus.com. That's one word all spelled out, trexpertsplus.com, and uh, find out why they're putting in seatbelts in movie theaters. 
no, wrong promo. Oh, man. Well, definitely go to TrexpertsPlus.com so you too can get in on the Deck 78 excitement where we talk about Star Trek and Star Trek-related uh, or Star Trek-adjacent topics. So uh, jump on the Trexpert's Plus bandwagon today. It's not a lot of money to subscribe. There's but officially the... an 85% less Trek content on Deck 78, just so you know, just in case you're scared of that kind of thing. And the joy of Deck is nothing to be uh, miss. It's, you're going to love it. I'm telling you. It's great stuff over at Deck 78. Great guests, great commentary. It's just great. It's and great. The Dexperts. The Dexperts. We are the Dexperts. <laughs> and uh, only we can find the mysterious Deck 78 when we fire the rockets. So join us on Deck 78 right now with an all-new episode as a Trexperts Plus subscriber. Again, that's TrexpertsPlus.com to subscribe today. Hey, this is Mark A. Altman. And this is Darren Docterman. And we are the inglorious Trexperts. And Darren, I got to tell you, you know, I talk about this show being Trek archaeology. I've, I've said it a number of times. It is. I said it's one of the reasons I haven't retired yet is yeah. because every once in a while we do an episode that that's that's really special. That's yep. that we 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 find the the, the well of souls. And, and I feel like a few of them. We've, we've had a few a, of them. We this have. week is another. Uh, absolutely. And I know people are going to listen to it and then some of them are going to be like, what, what, what was so great about that? You, uh, if you don't get it, you don't get You're it. You're never going to get it. But if but you know, the, you know. Some of you are going to get it, and including Scott Mance. And uh, this was a thrill because we are exploring the photo novels. And it's not just a bunch of fans talking about how much we love the photo novels when we were kids. We're talking to Laszlo Pappas, the co-founder of Mandela Productions and the, the creator, creator of the photo novel. Of the photo novel. And we're not just talking about <laughs> their run of Star Trek photo novels in the 70s, but also the many other movies they did. Everything from Buck Rogers to Nightwing and, and everything and in between. Castles. And Ice Castle. Yeah. <laughs> but we did find out that Grease was a huge seller for them. So Absolutely. that was interesting. Is because it's the one that you want. Oh my goodness! <laughs> wow, you better oh shape my up. God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I better shape <laughs> up. <laughs> well, oh. you know, Darren, I'm hopelessly devoted to photo novels. To photo novels. <laughs> oh my goodness! And uh, and so um, it's really a thrill. Uh, we tracked we tracked Lasso down in Argentina, and uh, no, he's he's not running from. The boys from Brazil. Hunters. He's not like you know <laughs> Mengele or anything. No, he he's um he he's he's a lovely lovely guy. Yeah. And and to his credit, he remembers all of this like it was yesterday. And uh, it's a real thrill. You'll hear it. it we're, Darren and I are both positively we're giddy. fawning over him. Because the photo novels for again for you young people you you kind of may be saying what the hell are these guys talking about? Yeah. In the seventies, the photo novels were like were home uh, video. comic books. They well they were home video. Yes, they were like comic books, um, but with stills of a movie or a TV series with word balloons. Yeah. And even when you talk to people like Rafe Needleman, 
you know, who looked at the scripts or other people when they were writing about Star Trek, you could either wait for Star Trek to come around every couple of months mm-hmm. in syndication, or you could read the script or the James Blish adaptations, which weren't very accurate because they were based right. on early script, or you could read the photo novels if you really wanted to go back and see what that line was, you know, uh, or, uh, you know, what, what was happening. You could relive the episodes. I mean, Darren has them all. I, I, and I know Scott Mance does. I didn't have yeah. them all. I had a couple because they were expensive. They were, they were expensive. what two two seventy five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you remember back when you had pocket money and it wasn't enough for my allowance a did not novel. cover. Uh, yeah. You know, there was a lot of Star Trek stuff. This is why my kids are so spoiled. I think um, well, that's true. <laughs> because yeah, yeah, because you know all the stuff that I I I, I couldn't have. As a kid, my, my allowance won't, won't, won't allow me to buy it. Also, it was hard to find. I remember not all of them were were, were gettable. Plus, I would have oh. never bought Metamorphosis. Sorry, Scott. <laughs> I just wouldn't have. I wouldn't have wasted my allowance on Metamorphosis as a photo novel. I'm not saying Although, it's not a good episode. It's not It's it's not a good photo novel episode. Let's put it that way. No, I, it's weird. Just, you know, and, and Laszlo talks about why certain uh, episodes were picked. Because right. I definitely think there are episodes... That would have lent themselves. What? T- tell us, Darren. You got the stack there. Tell us, Jim. The, what? The uh, what? Stack here. Tell us because oh. we didn't talk about this on the show. So take us through. I'll go all, through are, all of them. Yeah. Uh, number one was City on the Edge of Forever. Of course, it is number one. Yeah. Well, the Stairway to, to Heaven of uh, of episodes. To some. Uh, number two is Where No Man Has Gone Before. Yeah. Yeah. Good to have a record of. Number three, yeah. The Trouble with Tribbles. Of course, I had that too. Number four, A Taste of Armageddon. Oh, yeah. I didn't have that, but I wish I did. I we might go on eBay before this episode airs to try and track that down. <laughs> we can admit that we're a killing species, but that we won't kill today. today. Uh, number five, of course, Metamorphosis, Scott Mance's favorite. Uh, and it is, uh, it, it's written in a nice green text, so it looks like the companion. Yeah. Um, Number six, All Our Yesterdays. Weird, uh, right? Sneaking in from the third season. So in, bizarre. In, in early in the in the schedule here. Well, uh, you know, they did have interviews. Maybe it was because they had access to Marriott Hartley for an interview, and they figured be. we should do all. Plus, you know, you got to remember, all the Mary Jane fans, they loved that episode back in the 70s because they all shipped themselves with Spock. I think you mean Mary Sue, but that's Mary okay. Sue. Mary Jane Mar- was the— With uh, Spider-Man's uh, girlfriend. That's right. Uh, okay, well, Mary Sue— Remember that everyone, they all shipped themselves with Spock. So yeah. like a lot of people liked that episode because it was Spock being Spock vulnerable. Being, and, yes, and see, falling I in love. If I was going to pick that, I'd go with This and, Side of Paradise. This Side of Paradise is an A-plus episode. All our yesterdays, you got to forget, all our yesterdays, it's all that dopey witch stuff. Witch, witch! Yeah, but that's what makes it fun, too. And Mr. Atos, who looks great in print. Oh, let me tell you something. <laughs> so, uh, you know, recently for a project... Um, uh, this graphic novel project for a project I'm involved with. Um, I had a, like a librarian, a keeper of like this VR kind of stuff. So I called him Mr. Z to a O T a Mr. Zoda, which is <laughs> Mr. Atos backwards. Uh, I was very proud of myself. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Why don't we continue this after the interview? Oh, let's do that. And, you know, I, the last thing I want to say before we, we have Laszlo join us, before he beams into the Trexperts, um, don't be confused because 
there were other things called the photo story, but those right. were not photo novels. Battlestar Galactica was a photo story. It was also right. a very good photo story. I got to tell you, that was a, another gorgeous looking book. But and Star Trek: The Motion Picture was a through photo pocket story. was a photo story. Also yeah. one of the greats, gorgeous. Yeah, absolutely. Now Wrath of Khan, not awful. one of the greats. Black, black and white, black and white, terrible. Cheap. Was yeah. done cheaply. And it's right. no accident that that's the year that Paramount uh, premiered. Uh, at the end of 1982, That's for the right. first time, uh, v- v- VHS tapes at affordable prices. Yeah, you used to only be able to rent stuff, but yeah. they invented the sell-through business. And those two titles were Star Trek: The Wrath of Khan and An Officer and a Gentleman, 39.95, a yeah. bargain by any other name. <laughs> it's it's really fascinating. So let, let's uh, let's talk to uh, uh, Mr. Pappas and uh, find out more. Beam him on board. <laughs> Well, we're so happy to have you joining us. Um, the photo novels are such, I, I think, a, 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 an important part of our <laughs> love our of growing up, our history, our our passion for not only Star Trek, but so many of the movies you you had adapted. Shame on you. You know, us pre-home video kids were absolutely obsessed uh, by them. Uh, in fact... I have a bunch in in the garage, but I had this nearby the uh, the Buck Rogers photo novel. Well, um, I got and I, that I, one beat. That, that is one of the <laughs> all oh, those, twelve yeah, those, of the Star Trek TV series ones. Uh, I've had you, them all my you life. You have all all twelve of them. All twelve. And well, uh, Star, it's, 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 uh, the other one that you showed before it was one of the worst sellers. <laughs> <laughs> Buck Rogers. Oh, I, I tried to I, I tried to order them, but I, I sent an order a check to your P.O. box a week ago and never heard back. <laughs> yeah, I still get some of those. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, tell us, obviously, this was such a groundbreaking concept. And uh, even at the time, the Washington Post and Variety and, you know, they were all covering it. People were fascinated by uh, how yeah, inventive it was. It was, it was uh, it, I, I understand because it had never been done before, and even Paramount had difficulty understanding what we wanted to do. You know, I I, I went there to pitch the idea. I said, "What do you mean? Were you going to take?" So I had to show them some of the Mexican fotonovelas. You know that they mm-hmm. that they make from scratch. They shoot the the photograph. Right. They're really bad love stories and stuff like that. And the idea came from Italy, from the yeah. fumetti. The fumetti, yeah. Yeah, so I, I knew those from Argentina. They had them here, and I I remember them. And it just occurred to me one day, you know, this would be great. We can make a movie like that. We take a movie, watch it from beginning to end. It is, Absolutely, that's never been done. They 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 didn't know what hit them because they they didn't have they didn't even have the rights to sell me in the beginning. They didn't understand right what rights we were looking for. Was it merchandising? Was it publishing? And I remember going to Paramount for, for the Star Trek thing with my lawyer, Bob Kaplan, who's still my lawyer today. Wow. In fact, I spoke to him uh, two hours ago. Um, <laughs> he's an entertainment lawyer, and he knew the, the woman that was running Paramount at the time. I think he was in love with her, actually. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, and, and so we went there and explained that, that we needed the rights to the shows, but she said, well, we have the rights to the show, but we don't have the rights to the likeness of the actors that are in right. it. 
we only have Shatner and Gimoy, Leonard, uh, what was his name? Uh, Lee, and uh, D. Kelly. Yeah, Leonard Nimoy no. and D. Kelly. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and a couple more, I forget who, who else. But all the other day players, they didn't have the rights right. to their name and likeness. You know, Later, the new studio contracts for actors had photo novels included. Wow. So that, it, they, that they could sell the rights, you know. But uh, the, 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 uh, the consequence of that was that when we were doing the books, we had to go, I, I had to send people to Oregon, to the, to the forest, to find some guy who hadn't acted in 20 years, who was an old man, didn't want to sign anything, you know. So I said, well, look, if you don't sign, we'll just cut you out of the story, you know. <laughs> so the fire they signed. I mean, it was it was a nightmare to find all these people, to find them, first of all, if they were alive. Uh, because Paramount said, well, you, you can't publish a book unless you have all the signatures, you know. Right. So it was like a, 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 a department in, within the publishing company, which is to get releases from people, you know. That's amazing. I mean, the, just the, you know, that that's even before you start putting the books together. But the, the big question is, how did you go about getting the stills? Did you obtain a print of the episodes? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's yeah, I remember it's when, when we did uh, when we did Close Encounters. Yeah, uh, I, I sent my friend Alan, who was the who became the head of production and Spielberg wanted to do the photo novel, but the studio didn't want us to have a print. Right. And in a million years, they were. So he had to go to the studio and pick the frames there with a policeman right next to him, wow. you know, <laughs> the entire time. And it took like two or three days to find, the, you know, which which were the frames that we we're going to use, like 450 frames, something yeah. like that. So each each movie had its own particular problem. You know? Sure. I Yeah, I have to say that Close Encounters book is the most beautiful of all of them, in my opinion. It's, it's a good it's, one. Yeah, it was a good. It's, it's printed beautifully. Uh, all the photos selected were excellent, and uh, it was just so enjoyable. You know, in the before the days of uh, VHS and having the film. Yeah, well, that's what, was, that basically that, that that's what killed photo novels. You know, sure. once that came out, you know, what was the point of people buying the books? You know, <laughs> I mean, they, they, there were enough fans that that we we could always sell some copies, but it became you know unprofitable. You just couldn't. Sure. Everything changed. The technology changed. You know, even the the color separations changed. You know, right. when we were doing the first books, we had to strip them by hand in this sure. glass. You know, the the old fashioned way. And then after that became the computers. You know, the graphics were all done online, and it right. was a different world. You know, actually, I went back to this business years later. Somebody convinced me to publish a few more. Yeah. And we did Dinosaur, you know, the Disney thing, mm. and Charlie's Angels, and wow. a couple, you know, four or five. And it wasn't the same thing. It wasn't as fun. I was too old for that by then, yeah. you know. I, I, and and also the uh, the distribution was a problem. There was too much competition from the VHS, and the, right. so they weren't as successful. Even Dinosaur, I think it sold. I don't know, like 200,000 copies or something like that. Whereas uh, Greece sold two and a half million, you know, it was, a, it was another, another chapter. <laughs> well, it was not um, uh, inexpensive. You talk about how difficult it was. This is full color 
in the 70s. You know, now everything is full color. It's cheap. Yeah. It's all done digital printing and, and you're not dealing with plates. And, well, and, and printing was expensive. You know, we had to, we sold the books in 13 or 14 languages, I forget. So, you know, they were published in Japan and Germany and so on. I actually opened an office in London, in Kent, actually, just out in, in right. you know, in the countryside. And uh, and we were selling all the translations, and and those books were printed in Europe, mostly in Italy. Right. And the ones in America were printed in uh, in, in South some state was it Tennessee? I think in Tennessee, uh -huh. the Rotary presses and so on. But they were expensive to print. You know, it was full color was never cheap to print. Right. So yeah, it was it was complicated. It was not something. That's why you know you you or somebody asked me the other day if I remember. I remember like it was yesterday because there yeah. were so many problems. You know, we were all so young and not knowing what we were doing. Even selling the books to to um, to Bantam, right? You know, it was. I had to go to Bantam because Paramount had a deal with Bantam for all literary properties. Right, right. they were the master licensee. Right. So, publishing. So, yeah. so, well, we'll we'll give you the rights, but you you have to distribute through this Bantam Books. I didn't even know who they were or what that was. Remember, I'm from Argentina. You know, I arrived just a few years earlier, so I went to New York to talk to this guy Oscar Distel, who was the the guru of publishing. You know, I had no idea who the guy was, so I was like back slapping him and so. And everybody was like, don't touch him. <laughs> I didn't know. You know, I didn't know any better. And the guy loved me for it. You know, yeah. so we became buddies. And and he bought all the books. This it was it was great. It was a great time. You know, I'd never been to New York, it was freezing cold, and I went there and, and made this deal and came back with like a six hundred thousand dollar deal in my pocket. You know, it was it was crazy. It was crazy. It was just uh, you know, for us to in our early 20s was less just incredible and your company was mandela why did you choose that as the title of uh of, of your company mandela was the first name why was it i i can't remember i think it had to do with a girl but i don't you know <laughs> of course it did <laughs> that i really don't remember it was a girl that was had some it was one of those girls that were like hippies and right. they had a mandala at home. Involved in crystals and or, uh, psychic or, energy. Yeah, or, or, or on the pill, I forget, you know. <laughs> in, in any case, you know, it, it became obvious pretty quickly that the name had to be Photo Novel because it, it that's what it was, you know. And yeah. it, it was FOTO, was different, you know, and, and uh, it worked, you know. It, it caught on quickly and everybody remembered the name, so... You, you trademarked the name, but obviously you couldn't be proprietary about the concept of a photo novel. And there was a, a competing group that did the photo story. Um, was do you do you recall that being? Yeah, yeah I remember. I I, I remember. Uh, yeah, we we had some legal recourse, you know, but it was it was a losing proposition. You know, yeah. Bob told me, look, we're going to lose this in the long run. Just forget about it. You know, do your books. Let them do their books, and uh, and and we we'll let it go. But it uh, it was annoying, you know, because <laughs> we, we, somebody else started doing the same thing, you know. Exactly. So uh, they had to call it something else for sure. But oops, 
something. I I touched something here. Hold on. We we still see. We it. we we see and hear you. So I'm not sure. Oh, oh there they're okay. <laughs> um, so so yeah, I mean, and, and I know somebody that made some larger format photo novels. Mm. How did we all, you? We all, you know, I was the other day. Somebody was talking to me about Elvis Presley and the new movie and so on. Right. And Colonel Parker, and I said, you know, I met that guy. I met Colonel Parker because we were going to do the fourteen Elvis Presley movies. Wow. <laughs> as photo novels, you know, and uh, I made a deal with MGM. And they say, okay, well, all, all this is fine. The royalty is fine. You know, now you have to talk to Colonel Parker. I said, why? Because he owns the likeness of Elvis Presley. So we don't, we can't sell you that. You have to make that deal separately. Wow. So I was, I find, I find out that this guy has the office just down the street on Sunset Boulevard at RCA. Ah. So I make an appointment. I go see him. And there he is sitting with a with a one of those overalls from the you know the, the jean overalls and a right. in a checkered shirt and a and a hat <laughs> and three guys there like in their fifties they they look like the guys that used to hang around uh, Elvis Presley you know yeah. it yeah. was a really bizarre uh, meeting you know so I, I'm explaining what it is what is it you want to do with this thing you know. I said, well, these are the books, and I showed them some of the other ones. Oh, interesting. And the conversation went on and on, you know, and I said, well, finally, the guy goes to the bathroom, and one of these guys says, I said, what's going on? I mean, is he going to make the deal? I said, offer him something. I said, what? A little something. Right. What do you mean? <laughs> like, something for him. <laughs> right. But... Uh, how much? I said, I don't know, from $500. What? <laughs> it's bizarre. 500 bucks? Are you kidding me? No, no, no. Honestly. Oh. And he comes back. You know, so since there, there, so way over here. You know? Well, you know, so I, yeah, yeah, I understand. So, um, and I look at the guy, and you know, maybe something for you too, you know? How much? Right off the bat, you know? right. <laughs> and I look at the guy again. I'm in better. I said, five hundred. All right, you got a deal. <laughs> I didn't have five hundred dollars on me you know, yeah. in my pocket, so I had to say, look, I'm going to get him and bring him, send somebody with the money. So on. Oh my goodness. The funny thing is that at the end, we never made the books because the rights the Paramount had, or he, I forget. There was a problem with international. Uh, we could do it for America, but not international. At, at the end of the day, nothing happened. But I have this this story with Colonel Parker. You know, <laughs> the other day when I was watching the movie, did, did you see the film? Yeah, 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 it's great. You remember when they made a deal at the uh, at the Hilton? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. The same thing. <laughs> same thing. Oh same thing. Yeah. Something for me. Really. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it. They had that right. You know, so they, they, they gave him a, 
uh, was it an IOU or something like that? That uh, no, a line of credit that he could right. use there. Of course, oh my it meant zero because he would lose it all. You know? Right. <laughs> but it was wow. funny. You know, that you know, was professional, the cur- professional courtesy, something to yeah, wear. The guy's mindset, you know. Exactly. And it's amazing, and nobody brought up the issue with uh, Elvis photo novels. There's no music. They're they're they're, they're mute. That yeah, right. you know, the, no, he doesn't sing any songs in the photo novel. So no, no, but we would have put the line, the lyrics, the lyrics right, yeah, you yeah. know, with a little something. You know, I did all the writing for the transitions in the beginning. You know, mm. like in Star Trek. You know, meanwhile back at the ranch. You know, right. But later on, we were making many books. You know, I had people do that. Yeah. But at the beginning, uh, you know, and I, I think Close Encounters. I also did it. Yeah, mm. I, I did. But it was yeah, it was fun. It was it was we were very young, you know, having a ball and not just everybody saying that we're geniuses and so on and the the, the fastest growing publishing company in the West, you know. Yeah. That. Well, How did that? you choose the uh, episodes for um the Star Trek books when you were you know, um, obviously no, we, we, we ask about the, the popularity of, uh, actually, I, I wanted to do more, you know, I wanted to do them all, but it, it, they were, it was a huge endeavor to do that, because yeah. the moment that they became, uh, you know, good sellers at Bantam, then we started buying rights to other movies, including uh, uh, Greece, yeah. and that we wanted to do, distribute ourselves, you know, I mean, with, with our right. own label. So we dropped the uh, Bantam deal, and uh, no, we did one more with uh, with the other company. What was the other bigger, the competitor of uh, of Bantam was uh, uh, Dell. Dell. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. With Dell, we did a book. Uh, it might have been Close Encounters, actually, that we did mm. together with them. But um, you know, once we got on, we we started on our own company, on our own label. We we never went back to to Star Trek. Sure. No. Did but you we remember? Picked them, we we picked them by by asking which were the you know the most popular episodes for the for the Trekkies, you know, mm-hmm. and they gave us uh, I think Paramount gave us the names. Did did you um, do much marketing at the conventions or with the fans, or you just no. left all that to Bantam? Never never been to a Trekkie convention. No. We started doing marketing when we started publishing ourselves, and we used to go to the book fairs, you know, Chicago Book Fair, Frankfurt, and so on, Bologna, um, and we had our stand there like everybody else, and we started selling foreign rights, which was a big money maker for us. So where did you where did you first come up with the idea to do this? Um, just I don't know, maybe I was shaving, you know, I, it just. It, it was just a natural thing, you know, the photo novels, movies, and fumettis, you know, it just, yeah. just popped in my mind. And I had a partner also, a guy that that was a guitar player uh, who, who helped me raise the initial capital with some of his friends, you know, the, an MIT guy and uh, people that were that had nothing to do with publishing. Mm-hmm. Right? And uh, but the idea came honestly. I can't remember how I how I thought of it. You know, when the timing the timing was absolutely perfect for uh, particularly Star Trek because it was sort of in its doldrums before the before the movie was uh, being that's true. That's true. and that was exactly the right time in fandom to fill this gap 
uh, of people wanting Star Trek. And it was just yeah. amazing that you, that you showed I, I up right at the same going, time. I, I remember going to the books, uh, to, you know, in L.A., going to the bookstore and, and, and seeing them fly off the shelves. You know, yeah. one day there's a stack of 20, next day they're gone. You know, yeah. and I said, what, what happened to the books? <laughs> Why did you take them out? <laughs> you know, they're sold. <laughs> That's so great. Well, you know, it's interesting because you, you know, the the books after the success of Star Trek, you had a fairly eclectic array of photo novels you published. I mean, you talked about Greece was a big success, but then you did like Heaven Can Wait and Lord of the Rings and Love at First Bite and Ice Castles. I mean, it was you a very, very uh, wide, diverse array of yeah, titles. Some some of those were huge mistakes, you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, some were very lucky hits, you know. It was. Uh, we really didn't pick them, you know. They picked us. I mean, we mm. would we started getting calls from the studio saying, "Why don't you do this movie?" You know, right. what's it called? You know, uh, uh, what was it? The, the one you mentioned after Heaven's Can Wait. Um, uh, oh, after Heaven Can Wait, what Lord of the Rings or, or no, no, no. Ice no, Castles? That, that, Ice one, that one we won after Lord of the Rings. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, the one with the Hamilton. Uh, they, they, oh, they oh I love it first bite. Let George right, Hamilton right, right. and Artie Johnson. Yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, you know, yeah. I didn't want to do that. I said, <laughs> what is that? You know, that, it it looked like a really bad movie. I said, well, but we'll give it to you for free. You know, just the. Right. And I don't remember the, if the deal at the end was free or not. But they wanted the book out because it was promotional, promotion right. for them. You know, and at one point there was the idea of putting. Uh, those displays, you know, books inside the theaters when the movie opened. Wow. But that was kind of difficult because that meant we had to produce them so quickly after the right. movie. A lot of times they finish the movie a week before it opens, you yeah. know. Indeed. So it's impossible to make a photo novel that fast. So we could only do it with movies that were already finished, at least the picture part. Right. Uh, and, uh, and in any case, we never had access to the prints before they were the final version. Yeah, you know? yeah, so yeah. It was always a matter of time. And so a lot of those books came into our laps. A few of them we went out to try to get. But the, the moment the things started rolling, the studios were very aware that there were big sales to be made. And for them, it wasn't it wasn't the royalty. Or the money that they that they were going to make on the book, which is not really that substantial. Promotion it was the promotion, promotion, you know. Right. Yeah. And a lot of these movies would get re-released because before home video, they would put them back in theaters and have re-releases. So it was marketing for that. You know, it's interesting because uh, you know, obviously, I think titles probably like Rocky and Rocky Two did very well for you. That but then well. something like well. Nightwing, I can't imagine selling more than three no, copies. Did not do well. <laughs> <laughs> how long how long was the production cycle of a book from beginning to end well it was just, we did some very quick like working through the nights you know around the clock for days it depends on the urgency it depended right. on on when the movie was coming out how early we had the print um some we, we took our time some we didn't maybe in a week, you know, in a week we could put the book together. The separations, the color separations were were lengthy, you know, and yeah. then the stripping and so on. So sometimes we brought more people. I mean, I want, the company had like 30, 35 
permanent employees at one point. Right. You know, they were we we're all there on the Sunset Boulevard above. Um, it was funny because we were right above Tower Records. Sure. In yeah. one of the buildings, you know, and then one when we started getting bigger, the the uh, the penthouse on the on the other on the building, which is closer to Tower Records, became available. The same owner. So they offered it to us and I took it and we, and we, we went in there and one day I'm coming to the office to go to the, to my office and get in the elevator, it's an elevator that transparent that you can see from the outside and Ringo Starr walks in the elevator with me. Oh my gosh. And I go like, like fucking Beatle. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he pushes the penthouse, my office. <laughs> so in, excuse me hey you know where, where are you going oh it's my office you know i i used to have this office i'm see if you got any mail oh my goodness that's <laughs> hilarious he's coming to see if he had mail in his office you know oh. i didn't have no idea this had been his office until a few months ago or a few weeks i don't i don't know how long so it was yeah it was just those things that happened you know so that's oh. the one video I, I met that's, that's so, funny. so funny. Tower Records, Book Soup, the Whiskey of Cocoa. You're right in the center of everything. Exactly. You know, we yeah. were very well placed there. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm just, involved, I'm just impressed that you did all the layout and stripping in, in, in-house. in Yeah, in-house. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, the amount of work that is. Uh, and yeah, then we had, we, had, it off. we had two huge glass tables, you know. Yeah. And there was a guy with an Italian name, like... Uh, can't remember his name now, but he was very good and very quick, very fast, and he cut those things with knives, you know, yeah. the, with with blades actually. And he was very good. He was from New York, right? Uh, yeah, no, we had a, 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 a lot of very good young people working. Because I I did that kind of work one summer back oh, yeah? when I was uh, in high school, and it's uh, it's not easy. I, I no no was right. amazed at the at the process. Yeah. You did the actual color separation or the stripping? Yeah. Yeah, both, yeah. both. Well, the the color lining separation. Up the, yeah, really lining nice lining too. up the lining up the dots and putting them in the in the floral and uh, all. Yeah, that. but the color the, the color separation we subcontracted once uh, once the stripping was done. You know, then we yeah. took it to the color separators. Right, and then mm-hmm. they would. Well, that was a there. big company, the lab and so on. No, no, we we, we didn't do that. Right. Well, as a consumer. You know, I kind of, you know, had a sense or people had a sense, I think, when your competitors, you know, put Star Trek 2 out in black and white that, you know, to save money, that the writing was kind of on the wall for this kind of uh, thing. When did you kind of know the ride was coming to an end with the photo novels? Was it when, you know, Paramount debuted home videos at, you know, thirty nine ninety five for sell through or was it HBO, the emergence of? Uh, being able to watch movies on cable or, or, you know, what was it that sort of said to you? No, it was, it was, it was, it was caused also by conflict I had with this partner I had. So Mm -hmm. there were some legal issues between us and so on that, uh, that precipitated the, uh, the end. And then also I was living in Europe at the time because I was heading the foreign division part and I was already starting to write screenplays and so on. And I, I don't know. It just told one day, we say, that's it, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
there was a moment we made a lot of money, then we lost money with some of the books, and that also put a stress on the on the business. It, uh, sure. The sales were not million copies now; they were much less, you know. So it was a it was a, a combination of, of factors. Huh? And what has your journey looked like since? The days of the photo novels. I know you're directing a movie right now. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I wrote. I've been trying to make movies for a long time. You know, I, I had another business I had to do with wood in Venezuela in Africa. Anyway, that's another story. But uh, um, I, 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 right now, I'm finishing a, a dramatic comedy that takes place here in Argentina during the uh, the dictatorship in the 70s. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a comedy with that. The, the background is is it's a strange animal. So I, I hope it works. And then I, right after that, I have another movie here also that also has to do with the uh, with the dictatorship. But that's a that, that's a thriller. That's a, a very dramatic true story of a, a vice consul from Italy who was here saved like they call him the Schindler of Argentina. You know, he saved like five hundred young people that were you know they were marked for disappearance you know right. and i don't know if you're aware what happened here but like 30,000 people disappeared in the 70s by the by, by the military right and then i have another show that is a series that i'm going to shoot in cuba but it's a it, it's a it's a crime thriller that's a 10 episode series so I, i've been developing stuff that now is coming together and uh, my lawyer in a libel cap on me, finally going to get paid. <laughs> oh, so well, it is a great uh, time for content. And I, I have to ask you, the last thing is, of course, uh, you know, you get a call or an email from uh, 40 years after doing these photo novels from these crazy people that want to interview you. Is it a, a, a weird thing that this, 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 this project you did, you know, 40 years ago that you probably haven't thought about twice and decades okay, uh, i told you i i think about it often because they keep writing me you know they, they keep uh, asking for books and sending yeah. uh, i mean people uh, i don't know no it, it's always been on my mind and i always talk about it somebody asked me you know or somebody sees the books in my house and said what are these are great you know where do i get them or you don't get them right <laughs> Don't touch him. <laughs> I have a few left, you know. So, so no, I wasn't that surprised that you that you came up with this. It, it never occurred to me that somebody would call me for an interview for for a Star Trek photo novels. But now that it happened, I, I say, yeah, why not? <laughs> why not? Yeah. Well, I, I have to say, we're very grateful for the gift of the photo novels. They meant a lot to a lot of people, particularly as Darren said in that time where there was very little um that fans could glom onto and the photo novel is something we talk about uh and uh, very warmly and as much as we remember them fondly there are people guests we've had on the show who are even more passionate about them we've yeah. gotten into long discussions about the photo well, novel. I, I i see sometimes online that they're selling them for like a lot more money than they were Oh yeah, you know, the cost of the time, like collector's items, you know. Not two dollars and seventy-five cents. Well, a lot no, more than that. Well, yeah. I, I think the last price was two ninety-five. I think it was a. I think it must have been that that boxing book that we did. Uh, what's it called? Um, you know the the, the, the one with John Void. Oh, oh, the champ. The, the champ. champ. Yeah. Yeah. Was a, oh, that was also a beautiful book. 
Yeah. It had yeah. it had great great frames and nice colors. But I think that was two ninety five. But you know, we, at one point we made it for kids with a fortune. You know, it was a. Yeah. We're talking to the distributors, calling us. You know, send more. We don't have more. Yeah, print more. <laughs> you know, yeah. they told us that we we could have sold over five million copies of of Greece. Mm. Oh, we sold two and a half because they were always out of books. You know. Right. But it was a that was quite a hit, you know, quite a right on. It, it was the perfect audience, you know, to that they had the money to buy them and and wanted mm-hmm. the fanatics of John Travolta and all that, you know. So, right. uh, actually, so you, John Travolta, John, I I knew John and 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 he remembers the the, the Greece photo novel. Do do any of the uh, do any of the plates or original uh, layouts still exist? No. <laughs> I don't have them. I mean, I right. I think the probably the the last printer we had 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 must have some of those. Hmm. But why would they have kept them? You know. Yeah, yeah well, exactly. Because I I was just thinking, you know, a a a, a re release of them in a digital format would be amazing. You know, and I think they would. I think they would. Uh, I think they would sell actually. Yeah, I, I agree with that. You know, in fact, there is um, a very famous comic artist, uh, John Byrne, uh, who is doing uh, Star Trek comics in the style of the old fold novels. He specifically mentioned them, but he he takes um, uh, images from episodes, but creates a new story and new dialogue. Mm-hmm. And he said it was inspired by the photo novels of the 70s. And that's uh, idea IDW. Well, I'm, sure, I'm sure that that uh, Bantam has the place, of course, you know, because uh, mm. they printed those books. We didn't. Yeah. Uh, but th- they belong to Bantam. If anybody was going to publish them, it would be them, you know. Do you yeah. think if they hadn't lost the license, if the license hadn't gone to Paramount, you would have continued to do more Star Treks, or was that just not in the cards? It was. It was not a decision not to make more of them. It's just that. Uh, we didn't have the attention. I don't know. We were onto something else, you know. Yeah, but if yeah. somebody, if Hammond had said, guys, you want to do the rest? We probably would have said yes. You know, nobody thought of it or, yeah, no, no. We would have done, we would have done more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, there were some episodes that I had seen that I liked more than the ones that that we published. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was an interesting choice. I mean, it's a very mixed bag of episodes that, you published you know um mm-hmm. and, and and but it but interesting I mean, space adventure you know metamorphosis is a strange episode to have selected but you know uh then it's 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 a, it's an interesting uh interesting mixed bag of yeah yeah of common an interesting combination exactly yeah, like the one where they were the mafia what was the what was a that? piece yeah. of the action yeah yeah. The action, yeah where they're gangsters <laughs> yeah yeah i i, I have that <laughs> but uh lazo we're so appreciative of your time and we wish you nothing but success with this uh film and 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 the tv series you're developing and uh thanks for being such a good sport taking the time to uh take this walk down memory lane thank you very much for everything you appreciate it you're you're nice guys (laughs) thank you appreciate (laughs) it nice to meet you too good luck take care bye-bye I know you're still singing. My God, Darren and Mark have never been this excited about a guest on this show ever. <laughs> sure, we have, but you know, look, this is a big part of our growing up. This is a big part of our fandom. That's the that's the thing. 
because this was the fuel for our imaginations and finally seeing, hey, what does the phaser look like? You know, it's uh, people you kids don't understand and you never will. Let me tell you, I feel like Columbo. I waste way too much time tracking down guests for the show. You know, yeah. I do have a day job producing television, yeah. but um, and Darren does have a day job doing concept art for movies and television and, and making amazing uh, director's editions. But, um, but, you know, this was like, this has been like the white whale for a while. There are a couple of white whales for the show, yeah. but this was when we speared one of them. And, yeah. and and Laszlo was one of our white whales. It's like to be able to do a deep dive the missing into the link. origin of the photo novels. Yeah. Freaking cool. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me continue the list of episodes. Please do. Uh, we got through half of them before uh, the interview. But uh, number seven is, well, interestingly enough, the Galileo seven. Good good episode for a photo novel. It is. That I, that I, that's perfect for that to me is easy. Unfortunately, you can see exactly what the uh, alien giants look like. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that's unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, but you got Mr. Boma. He's awesome. You have Mr. Boma. That's right. I'd like to who, see more of Mr. Boma. Who, who was yet to uh, go to the land of the giants. Yeah. Well, he did in that Ironically. episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, number eight is a piece of the action. One and, day they'll uh, be asking for a piece of our action. That's right. And it has a. I lovely... love that. That's, you know, that's one of my favorite episodes. I know time. it is. I love I PC it action. Yeah. Uh, directed by uh, Uncle Norman from. Uh, I thought you were going to say Al Ruddy. No, directed by Uncle Norman from uh, uh, the uh, courtship of Eddie's father. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have uh, number nine. Number nine, The Devil in the Dark. <laughs> yeah, great, uh, great. Another great episode for a photo novel. You got the, the Horda in there. You got uh, you got the eggs. You, you got, got uh, Nimoy yelling. We and, all need the and eggs. Shatner yelling. Get this man an aspirin. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, that's not in the phone at all. That not in the phone. <laughs> uh, we have uh, number ten, the Day of the Dove. Another one from season two. Yeah, but that that's perfect because that's a kids episode. <laughs> that's like an episode as a kid you love. Absolutely. Like that was the one sixteen millimeter print that Creation had. And every mm. time I went to one of their conventions in New York, they would always have the sixteen millimeter print of Day of the Dove, and I was always happy to watch it. Because that's the perfect when you're eight years old. That's the best of it. Oh my God, this evil entity has turned all the phasers into swords and we're fighting the Klingons to the death. And you can see hostilities. That was our Game of Thrones as kids. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Uh, We have number 11, The Deadly Years. Deadly Years, yeah. Not quite sure why they did that one. Well, because it's interesting to see uh, all the characters uh, in uh, old age makeup. Is it? It is. Okay. Uh, plus, it, to me, like it has that great ending, but that doesn't come across in the photo novel. You know, with right. the code two, and you know, uh, now I can see what a real starship captain can do. You heard me, code two. Yeah, I wish the uh, writers for some other shows had watched that episode, see what oh, a real no. starship captain could do. <laughs> And finally, number 12, 300 full-color authentic scenes of Amok Time. Yeah. Which is great. Now, that makes sense. A great favorite first episode of the second season and uh, a, a very memorable one. I love, I, love, I love that. That's great. I didn't have the photo novel. I wish I did. I'm adding that to my eBay list. <laughs> uh, and, and, of course, you know, we talked about the Close Encounters one, which I absolutely loved and it was yeah. it was available right as the original movie was uh was released about a month afterwards and man i i ruined my copy just yeah. uh, looking at every freaking photo 
and uh, it was so good. Close Encounters had limited marketing, but the stuff, the merchandise they did have was great. Yeah. Like the novelization was great. The poster yeah. was great. I, I, God, the, little, just, the little rubber alien was great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The little yeah. bendy. Yeah. Yeah. Francis <laughs> Truffaut. You could have Francis, Francis Truffaut what, come yeah. to your house. If talk only, to you in French. Yeah. If only Francois Truffaut let them make an action figure of him. That would be great. You <laughs> could you, can... you could have him film day for night. That's in right. In your own home. <laughs> um, wow. Uh, yeah, wow. This is really cool. Do you remember, because we, we alluded during the show, and I don't remember, someone, uh, you know, he talked about another publisher, did the oversized photo novels, the trade paperback ones? Who? What was that? Do you remember who? You know, I don't know. The only one I sort of remember is one that they did for Alien. Yeah, but that was illustrated. I, well, that no, was, but no, there was another one with actual photos. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, that I don't remember. I, I can't remember. Because uh, I said this on our episode with Charlie DeLazarica. I, I couldn't see Alien because my parents wouldn't let me see it. Right. when I. So I had the comic book adaptation. Sure. Which was gorgeous. That, that illustrated heavy, story. Heavy metal, yeah. Oh, it was great. The artwork was great. Beautiful, and beautiful, I, I love that. And a great, oh my, a great full page spread of the alien itself yep. that I that I traced uh, probably fifty times. Yeah, and then uh, eventually I saw the movie, but I was not disappointed. Of but I, I I love that. I was very grateful to have that because I could not watch it. Um, my parents were bad that way. I couldn't see Jaws. I couldn't see Alien. My parents were the same way, so don't. Oh, okay. Feel, don't I know. Feel singled I, out. I don't. Okay, that's good. Thanks for pointing out. But you know, if you <laughs> want to hear more about our journey with the alien and other things and are curious about Star Trek adjacent topics, you should become a Treksports Plus subscriber. So yes, you can you listen should. to Deck 78 every other week, alternating with Inglorious Treksports, which remains 100% free. How do you get, how do you become a Treksports Plus subscriber? Well, it's really simple. You go to treksportsplus.com, treksportsplus.com, and all that revenue, such as it is, will go towards uh, paying for mixing and hosting and technical stuff. None of that's going to... Uh, well, maybe we could go to lunch on it. I don't know. Maybe one day we will. Maybe we'll use maybe, your money to go to day. lunch. Maybe one we, day. I, we're not, it's not going to pay for Musso and Frank. Maybe one day that. it'll be enough to buy a photo novel. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but uh, no, we really, it's just to, to basically be able to pay our support staff. Yeah, we to just keep, need to produce the shows. You know, keep this 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 wonderful content coming to you. And uh, obviously to hire the private detectives to track down these people like Laszlo <laughs> Pappas. Um, no, we didn't hire a private detective, but we were, you know, that's the great thing about the internet. You can you can track down anyone these days. You see, the, the secret is his uh, actual first name is Victor Laszlo Pappas. That's right. And he got out of Casablanca <laughs> and we actually tracked down Ilsa and, right. and, and found Victor Laszlo that way. And she had all the photo novels in a in a yeah. trunk. Exactly. Which is why Humphrey Bogart didn't go with her because he was like Right. Forget it. I'm not. Rick Blaine was like, I don't want to have anything to do with this Star Trek. All the photos in the world don't amount to a hill of beans. I got to say, I don't know when this episode's going to air, so may have happened or it may not. But Darren got me the greatest birthday present. So thoughtful. So great. Um, it, 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 it was uh, genuine letters of transit from Casablanca to Lisbon and on yeah. to America. And the letter that Rick uh, Blaine reads at the train station uh, with smudged text uh, yeah. from Ilsa. So <laughs> awesome. So I, I, I couldn't believe it. It was amazing. I saw it online and I said, oh, my God, this is perfect for Mark. And uh, so, therefore, happy birthday. Uh, well, thank you. Surely the best of times. 
don't call me Shirley. Well, and you know, you and Ashley have both over different times got me copies of uh, Tale of Two Cities for my That's birthday. That's correct. Which was also an amazingly uh, thoughtful gift. That was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. <laughs> that was a long time ago. But but you duly appreciated. Wow. Um, so anyway, we're going to get out of here. But um, we got more shows to record today. We've but don't more tell anyone. more novels to read. Yeah, exactly. I got to get on eBay yeah. uh, before you all do. That's and right. uh, <laughs> But if you want to share your memories of the photo novels, you can do that on Twitter at Inglorious Trek or Instagram at Inglorious Trexperts or Facebook. Um, I don't know. We may be on just Discord by the time you hear this. I, I don't know. I and don't even our, know what Discord is. Our, our links are up at, uh, at Trexperts Plus, so you can access them through there, too. Yeah, and you should and you can subscribe, and you should subscribe. We want we want you. We join us. Join us. We'll treat you well. That's exactly. (laughs) We're stronger with you than without you. Um, Anyway, so on that note, I want to thank you uh, for joining us for another episode of the Trexperts. I want to thank Darren, and on behalf of Darren and myself, keep on trekking, and gloriously, of course. Mm